Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs and have some fun. You gotta give us a shot. You know what? You gotta give us a shot. Excuse me one second. Hey, whoever's got that, turn that off. Just turn that off. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Clapback Sports. I am your host, The Mage. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Tino. Let me be the first to say this, Tino. Happy fucking birthday, because your birthday is Wednesday, and we're not going to record again before then. So I do want to give you a shout out. Happy birthday, man. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, not my birthday till Wednesday. It's a birthday podcast, I guess. But you know what? In true Mets fashion, they're going to ruin my birthday because they're losing right now. So all <laughs> is right in the world is what that means. All is right in the world. I miss you guys. It's only been a week, but you know what? This is the first time in a while we've got done uh, back-to-back episodes. So it's good to be back. Mid-season four, training camp. We're at training yeah, camp. Yeah, and we have some actual news, too. We got news around the NFL going on as well. A whole bunch of shit going on this week. So Tino's 21st birthday is this week. Murph, what's up, man? How are you? Happy birthday, Tina. I forgot about that. Shocker, right? Um, I'm good, man. It's week one. It's week one. Week one is not in September. Week one's now. I'm ready to rock and roll. Talk Giants football. All right, let's get it started. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Murph's personal account, clapback underscore sports. Follow us on Instagram at clapback underscore sports. Follow Tino at Tino Rodriguez, double underscore at the end. And we got a guest with us this week. None other than the famous Brendan Walsh. Brendan, how are you? How's it going, guys? How's everything? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. Some giant uh, training camp stuff and get it underway. Absolutely. Make sure you follow Brendan on Twitter as well, at PBR Walsh. Nope. Brendan. Oh, wait. Did I get that wrong? What, what is it? Yep. It's at PBR. Oh, my bad. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> So it's, it's just P. Brendan. P. Brendan. All right. That's right. Yeah. My bad. I always get the PBR because I think of professional bull riding. No, so, it's, it's actually uh, yeah, Paps Blue Ribbon. Yeah. yeah. Paps Blue Ribbon. I hope you didn't actually think of bull riding. Did I did. I did. Oh, and no. look, Tino, on a podcast oh, in which I admitted throwing out my back, fixing a bath mat, and then shanking my own ass, look. I'm not ashamed to admit anything that this, this is worse than so. you. This is worse than you slipping in the bathroom, not okay. knowing that. In that all fairness, the bull riding? Yeah. In, in all fairness, the, the bull riding is sponsored by PBR. So I think it's, uh, <laughs> okay, but, we got uh, the same place. Okay. Brand with the Dave, who, who's also a big Rangers fan. So he's, he's also the professional beer man. So to all of our yeah. listeners, if you ever need a choice of beer, just reach out to Brian because he'll tell you all the good. Good, good. What you sipping on? Like uh, Michael Lewis, right? Who's Michael Lewis? Was that, was that Michael Lewis, the punt returner from the Saints back in the day? He used to work for Coors Light. Oh. No, no, no. Out, outdating myself. Yeah, you're old. Wow, we're all back in the day. <laughs> Michael Lewis, he was one of the best punt returners of all. He was before uh, Devin Hester, if I'm not mistaken, but. He was an awesome punt returner, but now I have to look it up just to make sure that I got his name right. I'm pretty sure they used to call him Michael the Beer Man Lewis. 
Because he worked. So he, he worked for them before or after? He, yeah, he was like a delivery driver for. Oh, Coors. and then they picked him up. Yeah, Michael Lewis. I'm right. Yeah, he he worked for Coors. I think he was a delivery driver for them or something. Okay, I also do want to say before Devin Hester, I think Dante Hall was probably one of the best kids in the game. Seven thousand eight hundred and seven return yards, four touchdowns. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Shame on both of you for not knowing that. Shame on you. You didn't even mention Dante Hall. That's a, he's a great return. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, it wasn't about Dante Hall. It was about Michael the Beer Man Lewis. You, you said mentioned he was beer. the best since Hester. But, like, there was another good one in there. You know what? That's it. it, it this it, podcast is already off the rails. The Braves beat the Mets 2-0. So that game's over. The Mets played another doubleheader. Did you know the Mets have used 55 players this year? That's the most in the MLB. Murph hates it. It was up to 40, 49. Wait, can, I, can, I, can I just say it? I got a lot of complaints Wait, for give last me, week. Give me, this, give me this small window for baseball talk. I got a I lot know. of complaints for last week. Okay, okay. I just want to mention that the Yankees had a no-hitter through eight. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad the guy that blew it blew it because he's a fucking piece of shit, too. That's what, that's what happens when you jinx the Mets with collapse jokes. I you actually saw yourself. a really good joke yesterday. Why couldn't he no-hit his girlfriend? Oh, Eesh. well, to say that was a really good joke, I don't know about that. <laughs> you don't know what I mean. Fuck I mean, Jermaine. Also, a, shout out to the Yankees farm system. Um, came in to pitch the 10th inning. I know quick recaps here, but the most uh wild pitches in an inning in major league history. So, Yankees making history, you know, on and off the field. So, good for them. Great. The cancel coach is going to be coming for this podcast. That's already not bad enough. We have more negative ratings on this podcast than anything I've ever done in my life. Thanks to Murph's Twitter interactions with people, but nobody wants to be loved. You want to be feared. <laughs> and you yet are neither my friend. <laughs> All right. Let's start off with the big news. Aaron Rodgers back with green Bay. How about that? Some NFL news. So, Murph, that's good for your fantasy roster. I Very only- happy about that. Very happy. My girlfriend's not throwing fit anymore, so uh, don't have to listen to that. I only had him in one league, but it looks like uh, the whole last dance between him and Devontae Adams last time, it looks like they're going to give it one last shot in Green Bay. Let's stop the um, last dance thing. All right. It's a bad – it's a bad take. The, but it's it, nice it was funny. Enough. It was funny at first. Like, he was throwing out a bad signal to social media – for him and Devontae trying to stick together, you're not Jordan and fucking Rodman or Pippen, for that matter. Pippen. You're not Jordan and Pippen. So they lose <laughs> well, in the NFC championship game every year. I mean, come yeah, on. They don't have the championships there, but it looks like he's back. Uh, Deshaun Watson is also reporting to camp. Uh, looks like that there's also been 10 new criminal charges um, filed against them. Uh, criminal, not civil. So. We'll see what happens there as well. But it looks like everybody's reporting the camp despite all the threats, uh, all the holdouts, uh, all that good shit anyway. So A-Rod's back. Deshaun's back. Murph? I don't want to do this too early in the show, but I I have to ask since you started off with A-Rod. If Daniel Jones doesn't have a good year, all right, it's I'm like, stopping you right there because we're not doing that. We are, no, the answer is yes. I think it's actually a valid fucking question now that we know that the contract's over. It's a valid question. Well, they promised to reevaluate at the end of the year. I haven't seen anything. Aaron Rodgers is not playing for the Packers again after this year. That's fair. How about we throw it to Brent? Let's get his opinion. He's been quiet since the beer talk. Um, I mean – the whole last dance thing is kind of ridiculous. So I'll agree with Tino there. Um, 
if you're a Packers fan, if you're watch if you're watching Aaron Rodgers this year, like you're are you happy? You're like miserable. Like you're you're not happy about that. You can't be knowing it's over. He's he's gone after this year, regardless. Like I I don't know how you could find joy in that. Um Deshaun Watson, uh, I don't even know. When's he when's he gonna be available? <laughs> it's not gonna be week one. It can't be. Well, to Murph's question, right? Murph's alluding to Aaron Rodgers being a free agent at the end of this year. If Daniel Jones does not play well, are you pursuing Aaron Rodgers as a free agent, being that you don't have to trade for him now? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not a fan of trading for him, but if he's a free agent, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna get a guy like that and you're gonna keep all your assets, like I think that's a no brainer. Tino. Yeah, no, I, I said it when Murr started. Yes, <laughs> the answer is yes. But that's good. And obviously we love Danny. So, you know, a lot of things would have to work out um, for that to happen. I also just, my only take on the Deshaun Watson thing, and it's funny because selfishly I have him in a few dynasty leagues. So it's like, sure, like if he plays, like that's disgusting that I'm going to start him. But at the same time, it's like, it's even more disgusting that people are asking for five first round picks today for him. It's like, are we still talking about the same person? Like, I think these trade scenarios are absolutely insane. It's like, can we get the guy at training camp before we start talking about trade scenarios? Like, seriously, we're talking about like 20 people, like 20 pending cases. So I don't know. This is a little weird. I think the whole situation is a little just way beyond my head. I, I, I honestly don't even have an opinion on it. I think it's just the NFL. That's, that's that. That's, that's the NFL. I think they set that value so high because that's basically them saying like, look, if we don't want to trade you. We will. But Here's the deal. This It really sucks for Nick Casario, man, because he didn't create this shit. And he's probably in the worst situation than Deshaun is because it's like you have your franchise guy. You know how hard it is. We all know how hard it is to land a franchise quarterback. Shit, we're going through it right now. And you just come in as a GM. You get that you, Having that off your shoulders, first of all, is like the biggest pressure of a first-year GM, having a quarterback. Not only one a quarterback, you have a top ten guy. I can't say I blame them, man. I get it. I get it. It's 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 absurd that their asking price is so high. But to me, that's just them being like, dude, we'll trade you, man. But like, we value you high. We know you want don't want to play here, but sorry. My only question to you guys is the team who trades for him, right? I think it's ridiculous that the Giants are even involved. But, like, how do you even – like, if you're an organization, how do you even strategize for adding Deshaun Watson to your team this season? Seriously. What, yeah, what are you giving up? I dude? mean, what position does a team have to be in? Like, because normally you look at these things it's like, okay, quarterback needy team. You add Watson to the roster. It's like they could win now. But it's like, I mean, can you win now? Like, does he even help? Like, we have no idea how many games he's missing, when he's missing the games. Like, how do you even count on this guy? Dude, look, I, here's – Here's what I said about the whole Deshaun Watson situation. If you're going to trade for him, the only way I'm trading for Deshaun Watson is if I can buy low, high risk. That's it. I'm not giving up three firsts, five picks in total, plus a couple players for Deshaun Watson right now with the situation that he's in. A couple teams it would make sense for. I hate to say it. Well, Giants fans, the Washington Redskins. The Washington Redskins missed on their franchise quarterback. At this point, it makes the most sense for them to punt on the next three drafts if they could get a player like Deshaun Watson with the defense that they've created. They have Terry McLaurin. They just recently signed Curtis Samuel. They have a running back there. I mean, I hate to say as a Giants fan, but a team like Washington, 
you try and you you might have to take that risk. But you also said, and I think we alluded to it this year with uh, basketball. Um, I think with uh, James Harden, James Harden didn't want to be traded somewhere where a team would have to give up all their assets to acquire him, because then you're going into a similar situation, and that's probably the same with Deshaun Watson. I mean, I don't think he wants to be traded somewhere where. You know, let's use the Giants as example. You're giving up Saquon Barkley. You're giving up Daniel Jones. You're giving up Sterling Shepard and everything. Dude, I, I think the perfect example to what your point is, the Eagles. Stay in division. The Eagles. If the Eagles gave up everything they want for Deshaun Watson this season, how does that help the Eagles? Realistically. Helps it doesn't. Us. It doesn't. It doesn't. I want yeah. them to do it, man. I really do. I want them to do it. I don't care. I have a question, though, based on your Aaron Rodgers thought. So let's say Aaron Rodgers came to the Giants. Would you send Danny to the bench for two years to learn behind Aaron? Because he would be in his fourth year next year, pick up his fifth year option, which would still kind of be on the lower end for a quarterback. Rodgers gone in two years. Daniel Jones comes back in year six. It's funny you ask that because that was the first thing I thought when I saw this earlier today. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess, but it's New York and it's just probably not going to, that's probably not going to work out for us. I think they would probably trade, trade Danny off or, or do, they'd be done with him. I mean, yeah, probably trade him off. Probably similar to Sam Donald. We saw what Sam Donald got. They didn't that's get that's what I'm saying. Like, it's going to be similar to that. You're just going to, you're going to give Danny up. But if you love Danny, why not keep him and let him learn behind A-Rod for two years? I, I'm all for that, bro. But I'm just speaking objectively here. I mean, Danny seems like the type of person that would do it too, but he's going to have, even for us to get to this conversation, he's going to have to have a pretty bad year. But the problem is the reason I'm bringing this up is because it's not going away. Well, fans won't let it go away. Yeah. And when the media gets bored, they'll eat it a lot too, but it's just like the Russell Wilson shit. How many summers have we heard that five years ever since the Yankees drafted him? I mean, it's, it's the same thing. Like, well, I mean, how much is Aaron Rodgers going to want next year? You're not, he's going to want over $30 million. But, but see, for me, it's not even – it is about Rodgers, but it's just about the quarterback position in general. As long as we have a question mark of that, that position, every single quarterback that's available is always going to be, quote-unquote, tied to the Giants. I think that Danny is going to put a lot to sleep this year. Me too. going to silence the critics. My only thing is what I want to see out of Danny. I want to see improvement in his pocket presence, and he has to play 16 games for me. If the Giants are going to go anywhere this year, Danny has to stay on the field. We haven't seen that for two years, and that's what comes to What was that, Brad? 17 games this year. 17, you're right. Absolutely, yeah. I'm forgetting about that additional game, plus the playoffs. So uh, it would certainly be more. But speaking of injuries, let's talk about where the Giants are right now. Uh, Barkley, Rudolph, Matt Pert, as a lot of these players are going to start on the pup list. Uh, are we concerned about this at all, Tino? What? So I need clarif- like clarity on Matt Pert. So, like, what happened? I honestly well, haven't. We don't have any. Nothing. So here's, my t- so here's my take on it, Tino. Um, we were told it's a back-related issue. He's been working out all summer. We've yeah. seen him doing the drills. I'm not concerned about it. I think it's just, again, extra body in for training camp just to get a look at somebody. I'm really not putting anything into any of these injuries. Look, 
Saquon, believe it or not, I think is going to be ready for week one. I know he's been quiet about it as well. Everything that we've seen out of Saquon, he's working, he's there, he's with the Giants. He's going to be ready for week one. Whether or not they manage his load, that's something different. Rudolph, we know, has the foot injury. Also, from everything that we know, Rudolph should be ready for week one. I'm not concerned about Matt Pert at this point. They're saying that's a back-related issue, but from what we've seen, he's been working out all summer. He was at the uh, offensive line camp in Texas, wasn't he, Murph? I thought that was just Gates, Slade, and Hernandez. I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure. All right. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I'm not going to worry too much about it. What about you, Brennan? Are you concerned about these players being on pup? I mean, we kind of expected Barkley and, and uh, Rudolph were going to be on it. I'm not worried about those guys. Um, the guy that I'd be worried about, if well, if I was him, I'd be worried about it. Uh, Zemin has. I don't. I don't. I, I think he's on the bubble as is. So I mean, if he's going to get limited in, in camp and in in like the preseason and stuff, like it's it's an uphill battle for him, I think. Oh, Murph, you've been saying X Man has to uh, play well this year. Well, X Man's got to stay on the field. I mean, I think if he can just not not be hurt, he'll make the squad. But if he's got all these these random injuries, I don't I don't have him making the team right now. He's probably my last man out, or yeah, my first man out. But I mean, anything to keep him off the field is going to be in a disadvantage for him because that entire unit is a competition. Whether it's the first bell cow, or the second bell cow, or the third bell cow on the pass rush, it's like pitchers. It's like it's like a bullpen almost. Um, I don't, I don't see X Men making this team. Uh, Kurt, I'm Murph, what the reason why is because which one of you have been saying it about the uh, uh, the Giants practicing with the Patriots? Was it Mr. Chris? It's Chris saying that they want it, they're going to take X Men. But I will say the guy that I thought and Brent knows this because we talked about it. Um, Ryan Anderson is also on the non football injury or football related injury list. So. To me, those two were the two bottom of the barrels of the edge rusher position compete for that last spot. So, I mean, I guess X-Man's still in it. But like uh, Duggan said, it's kind of nice to see that he's not on the pup for the injury that he had last year. This is a new injury. I believe he is that nice rotator though? cuff surgery now. <laughs> oh, you said it? Yeah, he did. Of course you did because I don't pay attention. Um, but, yeah. Now, Parrot, I don't know, man. For me, yeah, it's concerning because he needs every rep. So I, because uh, I know we have certain show notes we want to hit. This is one of them, but I'm going to take it differently. I'm not even going to touch on what one of the notes are. Hot take, hot take, okay? It's not even that hot because this is what he should do anyways. But I don't think Saquon's going to play through preseason, which is something we've talked about. I don't even know if we're going to see him at all. But the hot take is despite all that shit and everything we'll even talk about on this show notes, Saquon's still getting 20 touches week one. That's my take. He's getting 20 week one. Promise you. Promise you, 20 on the head. Push it. You can, we can push it. I'll set the line at 20 and a half, so this way I'll lose. But I think he hits, his, he hits 20. How does that make you feel? Seven receptions, seven targets? I, I, it makes me feel fine, honestly. Yeah, I think he's going to get a shit ton of uh, dump-offs. He's probably getting at least seven targets out of the backfield, so that means he's got to get 13 handoffs. If he's only getting 13 handoffs, I feel fine about it. That's the more I was thinking about it. Like if Because, like, what's a managed workload for Saquon, right? I mean, what's but realistic? Just about what you one? just said. Right, he's probably getting 12, 13 carries, depending on how the workflow of the game goes. I would probably say under 20 would be that target. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I think there it's likely he gets to like 18. But the more I thought about it, like I still feel fine about Saquon, like to tie it into that injury. Like I think we don't see him really, but like he's just a machine. Like I think he's gonna go out week one and still probably get 20, which oh. isn't his workload yet. It's managed. It's probably five six under, but if he gets to 20, I'm I'm cool with it. Like I think he's off to a good start. But well, we've also talked about on this podcast. I mean, as everybody else has. I mean, the size of his legs. I mean, if you're coming back from a knee injury. I mean, the size of his quads, his hamstrings, his calves, there's so much muscle, I mean, in Saquon's legs to really support the knee. It, it was just a freak injury. You know, he didn't really have that injury all throughout college. So, I mean, it catches up to you. But same thing with Adrian Peterson. After Adrian Peterson had that injury, this thing that he talked about was working out his legs the most. The more that you can support the ligaments around the knee, the better off he'll be. So I'm not concerned about him either, Tino. Yeah, I think he's going to be a stud. That's all I was getting at. I feel great about him. Twenty's fine. I think it like, went, went I like this the week optimism. one. I'll ride y'all's optimism. Well, the thing is, too. All right, I like I'm already doing game one like previews in my head. It's like if we're going to beat Denver, I think we're just going to run the ball early on, feed off play action. Like I don't expect us to air raid the shit out of the Broncos. Like it just that wouldn't make much sense. Like I think the way we're going to attack them is probably downhill early on. So I don't know. Similar to last year, week one almost. Yeah. I, I think Broncos I, lost some players in their secondary, though. They got yeah, some, too. And then just still, like, they, I, they I got know, a lot, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, is that? Yeah. Yeah. They'll be all right. Their secondary is scrappy. Yeah. I'd they still be more four, worried about their secondary than their front. They had a four. Hey, bro. Satan's not fast, though. Yeah, so, they have one I mean, they have, honestly, one the, they have one of the fullers. I mean, honestly, coming back to what we were talking about with Jason Garrett's offense, where it features those fast guys outside, Satan would be tested if he's going to play cornerback one, week one. He's not, a, he's not a fast too. defender. I don't think he's playing corner for them, is he? But I do think we'll take chances. Like, again, I think it's going to be similar to this year's week one. Like, I think to your point, like Slayton, Steelers, like that big t- touchdown, I think it's going to be very similar to that. By the way, Tino, by the way, I was – we were arguing on fantasy Twitter the other day about usage and Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph, and I was looking up red zone um, targets. By the way – do you know who led this team in red zone targets last year? I don't want to know. <laughs> Take a guess, Tino. Take a I guess. I don't want to know. Darius Slayton. <sighs> I'm telling you, everything keeps pointing back to this guy. Led the team in red zone targets last year, the New York Giants. Darius Slayton, most target receiver in intermediate passing, 10 to 19 yards. Most target receiver, 20-plus. Most target receiver in the rent zone. It's unbelievable. I mean, I look, I know for fantasy purposes, I talked about riding uh, Darius Slayton this year to 1,000 yards receiving. But, man, I'm telling you, when I look more and more into the numbers, how much the Giants really relied on him, it, it's not something I would have thought of. Not something I would have thought of. Also, just because I can't get my mind off week one, but another thing related to us, now that A-Rod is definitely going to Green Bay, that means the Broncos are not getting him, which means, guys, I'm looking at the depth chart because I was looking at the defense. Yo, we should roll past the Broncos, man. This is not a good team. I'm sorry, dude. Broncos are just not a good team. At least not yet. This is, I mean, their defense is all over the place. Their front seven is garbage their box yeah, is trash von miller barely even wants to be right. there and he's like and chubb and he's already hurt yep. dude I'm they have hurt, Sertan yeah. playing slot mm-hmm. oh no they don't i'm sorry yeah they do have one says a left outside corner 
Yeah, I think they have they have Bryce Callahan. I think that he's their slot. Like Ronald Darby's awful. Kareem Jackson's not bad actually. Oh, shit, they do good. have Bryce Callahan. They have a pretty good secondary man. They have, they have yeah. Bryce Callahan, Callahan and they have Justin, Justin Simmons. Yeah, yeah Kareem Jackson's healthy. Not slouch. We're running the ball. I'm telling you, we're running the ball. Saquon might get 15. Yeah. 15 rushes. All right, so Tino, you're talking about. I'm fine with 15, just not short yards. Short yards, yeah. please. Not one yard <laughs> carries. Not 15 carries for 17 yards. You know, you're talking about running the ball week one. Where do we think Devontae Booker fits in? Is Devontae Booker running back one for week one? How long and what's going on at the running back position if Saquon is not ready, if we're talking about load management? Tino? I feel like I kind of just answered it. I think Saquon's playing week one. I think he's suiting up and starting for sure. I just I, – I believe in him. He's a fucking – he's an animal. He's going to be great. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be you, awesome. You and I have been on the Devontae Booker train, so. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a 50-50 split, man. For the first probably two weeks. And then it'll drop off slowly, 60-40. But, I mean, look, Booker can carry a load if need be. He's no slouch. Well, actually, I still, even, even with Saquon healthy, man, Booker's definitely going to be involved. There's no doubt in my mind. We ran okay. how many three – Devonte Booker revenge game week one. I yeah. think I just, I think I just switched it in my mind. I think I just, I did. I think I just played myself. Jesus, you're too easy. Get the hell out. Of here. I think I just played myself. Devonte Booker three touchdowns week one, guys. No one's gonna see it coming. This is great. Well, but seriously, you think about last year. How many running backs did we see? Even when Saquon was around, Lewis was still playing. Doesn't mean he was getting carries, but he was still playing. Uh, Alfred Morris obviously was later on in the year. And did Gallman get any carries one and two? Yeah, so I guess it was wasn't actually even just roster. really Saquon and Deion Lewis. Isn't that wild? Gallman like was about to like not make the team last year. But I guess I guess my point is when Saquon did go down, and obviously he's not whatever Gina says, he's not a hundred percent week one, and obviously for right now, right this second. Um, I mean, why why won't we run a stable? We did all last year. Last, I mean, even if they add another running back, I could see that running back cutting into carries week one. Well, Giants did add another running back, Mike uh, Weber. They did, Weber. Mike Weber. That's crazy because Mike Weber was so good in college. He was also with Jason Garrett with the Cowboys. He was. Honestly, that would be the ideal. We also one, bet Saquon and I believe Zeke that he'd get more rushing yards than them their last year in college. But if we're pounded the Broncos and we could just run Wasn't the ball he- with those guys, I, that Who would be it, like, ideal. Weber went to Ohio State, no? Yeah. So it wouldn't have been Zeke. Yeah, it wouldn't have been Zeke. It was Saquon. Who was – I don't know. Wait, what are you guys saying? No, there's just a connection with – Weber and and Saquon have a connection from college, I guess. From like camps, and just thinking out loud again, and we know. No, I'll send y'all the link. I like to see his brain work, though. You know, I like to. I want. I want to know what's going on. Because I haven't done my. uh... Oh, I'll tell. (laughs) I'll tell you what, Tina. I know that you're um big on the uh, ground and pound, but I would love for uh Daniel Jones to come out week one and put his nuts on everybody's head. Throws for four hundred yards, four touchdowns. Galladay catches two of them. You know that's not going to happen, though. You know that, right? Just love to see him throw the sling the ball around. <laughs> you, so, you know, there's nothing else I want to see. I just, I'm, I'm preparing myself for the heartbreak. I'm thinking of the best case scenario with, with the worst case scenario. We just want to make it through camp, bro. <laughs> Brad, who starts week one? 
I think Barkley's going to start, but I, I do think they're going to kind of like temper him down a little bit. You know, he's going to early downs, um, nothing, nothing short yardage. You need, you need a yard. You, there's no need for him to be in there, put, put Booker and just beat the shit out of him. Like Booker, Booker might even get like all the red zone stuff. Um, but I mean, Barkley's going to play. You, you can't, you can't have that guy on your team and not put him on the field. I like that kid Gainwell for short yardage if he sticks with the team. I know some people have talked about him possibly getting cut, but in Brightwell. Yeah, that's right, man. Gainwell's with the uh, Eagles. Yeah. Also, um, our true RB two was working out today, guys. Even though we were talking about injuries, Tony got COVID. He put out a video today. RB two? No. Uh, I was wondering what you're saying. <laughs> Soon to be RB two. So when does he come back? Is it seven days or ten? I have no idea. By the way, we missed a lot. Speaking of the vid, dude, weird things going on over the week. Two coaches got cut. Two coaches got cut. Hopkins said he was going to retire, then deleted it. Yeah, well, Hopkins is a pussy. He's uh, he's another one. Um, Cole Beasley came out, said uh, he's still still enjoying his life. (laughs) Leave him alone. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, it, there were a lot of players put on the COVID list today. A mm-hmm. lot of rookies as well. I, Frank I, Reich is on the COVID list. Frank uh, Reich. Yeah. All busts. All busts. Every single one of them. Frank all Reich, busts. the coach, is a bust? All, everybody with COVID <laughs> in the NFL is a bust. <laughs> it's upset because uh, people are Starting with Kadarius Tony. Oh. Defamation of character on Tony. He's a bust because he got COVID. So, so. Mark Fish, uh, 726. 2021, first time Murph called Tony the bus. I want to know if you're there first. I want to know if you're there. First. Uh, oh, that's not my words. I'm just quoting Giants fans. <laughs> Sorry. I'm okay, not I wanted to make sure. Tony's winning not offensive rookie of the year. No doubt. That's a little bold. RB2. Well, you know I've been riding that fucking train since they've been shitting all over him. You've been riding in a lot of things lately, too. So, <laughs> All right. I want to talk about KJ Wright because I know Bren's a big fan. I want to know Tino's talk about it because I can't wait to get to the other person you've been navigating for lately because who you want to add to this roster changes more frequently than your underwear. So <laughs> I really like KJ mean? Wright. Or if I like KJ I Wright. I want KJ Wright and Chandler Jones. Is the problem with that? I saw it, KJ Wright. Go ahead. KJ Wright has some of the best uh, linebacker tape, like one on one. You know, 101 like steps to being a linebacker tape out there. Like as a coach, I use this stuff all the time. He's like textbook inside linebacker. He's really good. Is he but not exactly older. what we could use at the linebacker court? He's older. Yeah. yeah. So Mage's philosophy is that he won't sign with us because he won't be a full-time player. I think that's dumb, especially at his age. How much would he cost, do you think? A guy with his type of production, point? a guy with KJ Wright's type of production, if you take a role as – or sign with a team as a role player, you're admitting that you're at the back end of your career. I don't know though, yo, because because if you compare this, because I think of this, is that like, right? Logan all the time. T Sizzle with the Ravens, fucking or no? Where did he go after the Ravens? The he Cardinals. Went, I went to the Chiefs, I think. Chiefs. I'm thinking of him when he went off with the Chiefs. Okay, like you go into a packed room, it's only going to kind of make your game better. Like I think KJ Wright making that move would make a lot of sense. One, he would be the starter, but like we have a lot of depth at LB now, so we don't necessarily need him. Like he would just feast in the early downs, which is when he's best. If anything, we get him off the field on third down. So, like, we have him first and second, which would be great. Him next to Blake, 
Yeah, it's perfect. Good luck, bro. <laughs> he, he's played 10 seasons, man. I think he's probably okay with maybe taking a secondary role. Yeah, he, he's, 31, he's 32 years old. I'm not ruling that out because he's... It's also... It's also a good business decision for him because you know you take a you take a reduced role at reduced snaps. He, he could add an extra year or two onto his career. You know if he if he's going full a full workload, like he might burn out a lot quicker than being a, a, a first down second down player. Yep. So at that if, if he can get an extra an extra year or two, you know it's. I mean, as Thomas Davis, as Thomas Davis, like he literally waited too long. And, like, he kept holding it down for fucking Carolina and then finally ended up on another team with Washington, and he was, like, meaningless. I think he went to Washington. Now I'm trying to remember all these destinations. And I think I think we were both right also. I think he went to the Cardinals first, then he went to the Chiefs. Chiefs, I think, was his last stop or something to that. Yeah. I think he signed this next free agent contract. I, I think he, he got cut by the Cardinals and then went to the Chiefs or they traded him or something, yeah. Yeah, there was something along those lines. See, now the other thing, too, K.J. Wright, what I love about him is his ability to pursue tacklers. He's great in the run game, almost like Blake Martinez. But you got to get him off the field on coverage, though. So, He's got a pretty decent coverage grade, though. Uh, not from what I'm seeing. So last year, uh, let's see. He was part of the 70s? He was, yeah, that's not good, though, man. Completion percent. Who's closest so, on our team? Murph. Yeah, I mean, we don't have a we don't have a coverage linebacker anyway. So. He was targeted sixty six times, and then the fifty one completions, so only fifteen incompletes. Uh, opposing quarterback ratings uh, against him was one hundred six point six, which is not good. Uh, and he had a missed tackle rate over ten percent last year. And he doesn't rush a quarterback either. That's another thing. Well, we don't we don't need so, him to rush. What? I mean, you're talking about another inside linebacker, somebody that's possibly good in coverage. This comes back to my guy, uh, but I can't steal all the thunder, though, because Murph's been uh, kind of uh, blowing this trumper for a while. Um, peppers, um, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I take some peppers. What the fuck's the deal? But you were talking this week about adding Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones wants a trade. Because he's unhappy with his contract. Chandler Jones, I believe, would cost, what, $15.5 million this year it was? So even if you look beyond this year, he wants an extension. He wants to make more money. I'd rather give that fucking money to Jabril Peppers. When we talk about K.J. Wright, we talk about Chandler Jones. I I know I asked you guys the question. I'm going to ask it here again on the podcast. I asked you guys earlier privately. But who is the defensive player on this team that best suits Patrick Graham's system. Murph, you said sexy Dexon. And Bradbury. Do you know? I don't know. I, it's kind of a loaded question. Like, I already know Major's answer, so. Well, I prefaced it. I hope I knew it. Yeah, I mean, you want to say the safety. I mean, I think who could be. All right, how about this? I'll go a different angle. Who could be one of the more valuable ones because you like Jabril a lot. I get that. But McKinney could be for the same reason you like Peppers. I mean, if McKinney stays on the field, he does everything Peppers does. If not, arguably could be better in terms of ceiling. So just that's fair, but we have to see it though. Of course. So just give a different answer and give it a different answer. What about you, Brian? Uh, I mean, obviously you 
get this defense last year with Graham. I mean, four four of the starters have career years. So I mean, it's kind of it is kind of a loaded question because it, it it's all of them. You know, I mean, Leo Leo he unlocked he unlocked Leo obviously. Um, Peppers Peppers is like kind of that like hybrid. He does whatever. He's a he's a defensive back. He's a safety. He's a linebacker. Um, so I mean, probably Peppers. Yeah, but you're you're still not going to pay that guy like well over 10, that, 10 million that is the question though that's the question is he the cog that keeps his defense turning he is he's is the fucking hype man i don't know if you guys seen the photo shoots everybody <laughs> was talking about oh who's that yelling that's got to be peppers he's the most hyped one on this defense he's the most hyped one on this defense hey murph wants to sign kj right why in passing situations that that's what you're using jabril for as a money backer Jabril can also come off the edge and also rush the passer, almost like a Chandler Jones uh, type as well. He plays safety. He does so much for this defense. The one thing about Patrick Graham's defense is flexibility. And that's what having a guy like Jabril Peppers does for this defense. It allows Logan Ryan to play in the slot if you want. Or if you want to bring Jabril up, it allows Logan Ryan to play at safety. It allows McKinney to stay at safety. It allows um, Aaron Robinson a chance to develop. Uh, who's the other guy that we got? Um, Williams. It allows Williams a chance to develop. Darnay Holmes doesn't have to step in and be a starting slot cornerback right away. Having a guy like Jabril, being able to move him to a, every almost any place you want on the field is such a benefit for this defense. I hate to say it, guys, but I know we don't want to pay your safety because we did with Landon Collins. But Landon Collins is not fucking Jabril Peppers. And Jabril let him know that, that he was the better number 21 also. So when we, it comes down to it, I'm fine paying Jabril Peppers like Tyron Matthew. Because I think he means that much to this defense. I got to see it again. happen last year. It's got to happen again this year. year. It's got to happen again. Because I know, actually, I think Bren was the one that said this to me. I said he looked like shit under Betcher, but Red made a good point. Everyone looked like shit under Betcher. So, you know, maybe Graham did unlock him. But if he doesn't repeat what he did last year and, and he isn't the cog to this defense, I'm not paying him, man. And, and even, even, even with him on this roster, I still think, like, you can use an inside linebacker for sure. A coverage inside linebacker. Why can't you? You can still have Jabril coming off the edge. I get it. Maybe not KJ. Maybe not KJ, but we lack a coverage linebacker. There's like no Mr. Question Chris says all the time, you got to also be good at developing players. You can't just sign everybody. And, and I agree, but so me, you're trying to bring Carter Coughlin along at, at inside linebacker. Great. I hope it works. Hope it works. But again, I, I still don't think that's that's a complete hey, room. I don't think it's a complete room. So, you know, yeah, I was just going to make sure you guys are done. <laughs> um, no, uh, I, my only disagreement is really that I don't think like he's really the, you know, he, he doesn't pound the drum for this defense as much as I think like you were describing him. At least I don't think so. Like, and then when you think about it, like Jabril's great downhill, but if we want to talk about people not great in coverage, like if we're playing a lot of man-to-man this year, like I don't know if Jabril's necessarily the best person to have out there for man-to-man coverage. Like he's great, but coverage isn't a strong suit. So it's like, I don't know, it, it's tough. And like, yeah, you don't want to pay a safety. It's just like, we are developing secondary talent. That's what I mean. Like, and we invested in it. Like, so it's hard. Cause like, if you look at what we have the most depth in, 
it's that it's that it's our secondary and that's why i mentioned mckinney because it's like i don't know it's tricky it's tricky like i get it like i want jabril to stay on the team i just i do think he's relatively expendable i wanted collins to stay <laughs> like i like i want us to pay our guys it's just like i don't know safety's a position i don't think you can do that man honey badger didn't get signed by how many teams so right and i and i agree with you t you know um you know is safety ideally would not be a position i would want to pay I just don't think there's many people on this defense, especially with the versatility that Patrick Graham likes, that can do what Jabril Peppers does. So, and being, I know he was a team captain last year, but hey, guess what? So was Dalvin Tomlinson. So that doesn't necessarily. So was Nate Ebner. I do kind of wonder what the plan is for Aaron Robinson. I mean, he could easily transition to a player like that too. I've actually heard that. Not saying uh, that. I've heard they consider him um, as a box safety kind of guy, too. Yeah, I thought I saw that, too. Um, You know, because that was – I liked that pick, but we were all kind of scratching our head at it, right, because we have Darnay, and Darnay slept on him. The dude was important to this defense last year. When we missed him, we got carved up in the slot. Um, But I do kind of wonder with Aaron Robinson if he kind of takes that kind of role. Aaron Robinson's bigger than Darnay Holmes, so – with his, size, right, right. He's a yeah, with his size and athleticism, I think it's insurance policy because yeah. James Bradbury is only on this roster for one more year after this. So Bradbury doesn't want to come back. You draft and you develop guys like Aaron Robinson to take over that role. Or worst case scenario, you have depth on this roster. Dory Jackson hasn't stayed healthy either. So you have a guy like Aaron Robinson that can step in and play outside uh, boundary corner. So I like it. I, I like the fact that we have depth here, which is the point that Tino alluded to. Um, we got guys that can play outside. But, again, it comes back to, I think, that versatility aspect where I don't think we have a lot of people that can do what Jabril Peppers does on this team. Um, pass rushes, same could be said for Leo. So, I mean, that takes us on to our next question then, right? We talked about this defense. Who is going to be a breakout player this year for the Giants? Let's start with Brent. Frank, give us your breakout player. Um, I really, I really like Dexter Lawrence. You know, I th- he's um, becoming a really, really good player. I think he's he's going to unlock the pass rush, that interior rush. But I, I really do think Ojolari is going to have a good year. Um, for for getting a guy like that in the second round, he's a first round talent for sure. Um, really, really good against the run. I think I think they're going to going to figure out some stuff with him. All right, so I asked you for a breakout player. You give me two, so I'm going to make you decide. I'll go Ojalary. All right, thank you. Dino, who's your breakout player this year? Um, Let's go X-Man, the real X-Man, not Jimenez. Give me McKinney. I was hyping him before. McKinney will break out. I like that. Any particular reason why? Just gut feeling? Well, opportunity. I mean, everything we just talked about. I mean, I think you'll see the field a lot more. I don't think Logan Ryan will be on the field as much as, you know, the depth chart. If you look at it, he's a starter. I don't think Logan Ryan is going to be a set starter. I think he's going to be a slot corner still more often than not. So I think when you look at it, probably, you know, McKinney will be in that second safety position. And it frees up a lot of opportunity for them to blitz the fuck out of him. Dude, he still has some of the best college tape, like, I've seen out of Giants prospects recently. So, 
it excites the hell out of me defensively. Like we can do a lot with him. So I think for that reason, and he's a ball hawk, man. If you watch him in college, dude just finds the ball. So a lot like Darnay last year, you know, Darnay for the same reason to get hyped. I mean, maybe it doesn't come all the way out for a breakout, but I think McKinney's going to be in the mix of a lot of huge defensive plays this year for the Giants, like for sure. So I was going to say Dexter too, but. Obviously, we know that's a huge hole to fill with Tomlinson leaving. And then I was going to say Darnay, but I already talked about him. Um, I'm going to go Ellerson Smith. Huge opportunity for him off the edge. Why can't he come in, step in, and take a role? You know Joe Judge is going to give him reps. You know everybody's going to – well, excuse me, Patrick Graham is going to get reps at that outside position to start camp. So I'm going with Ellerson Smith. Great call. Breakout player. That's our new edge rusher. Interesting. Uh, Tino, I, can't, I, can't use the about... other two. I already used the other two. Hmm. Tino, hearing you talk about Xavier McKinney, almost feels like you were describing Landon Collins, huh? Yeah. Those safeties. Still haven't let him go. You know, I met Landon Collins at a shop right, shook his hand and felt his uh, shoulders one time. And I was just like, you know what? I like this guy. Stand up person. <laughs> Wait, so you met Landon yeah, Collins and just randomly rubbed his shoulders? Yeah, he so yeah, he was wearing a cutoff similar to the one I'm wearing now. It's kind of hard to miss his neck to shoulder ratio there. Unreal. And I was just like, yeah, I just kind of put my arm around him and I couldn't not feel it. It's hard to miss. They're fucking boulders. So, yeah, I couldn't really... It couldn't really uh, do much to it. You know what I mean? It's just like, just, I, I held it briefly. <laughs> Dude would choose. He was my, it was my height, but like, he didn't have a neck. You held it? Yeah, I held it. His mm -hmm. it. <laughs> well, this is why I want to come back to Tino. You just had to explain that, and I love it because as you're explaining, it got even more awkward. Yeah, I knew as I was as I was talking about it, it got worse. It it makes it worse when it was a child. Uh, it was a charity drive for like kids, and a I. Child? <laughs> you should just stop, bro. <laughs> no, it was charity drive for kids though. It was like Thanksgiving. It was like for the misfortunate, for an orphanage. <laughs> I cut a line. That makes the story worse, is what I was getting at. <laughs> oh, please, you got to leave that in. I love it. That's <laughs> awesome. All right. So, all three, you went on the defensive side of the ball. Breakout player of the year. Uh, I'm going to give two names, two guys that I've certainly been touting on offense. I think Kyle Rudolph is certainly a name to watch out for this year. I think Kyle Rudolph is going to go back to being the receiving threat that he was, red zone threat. Um, I think he bounces back with the New York Giants as we see an increase in his play. I've even said here on the show that I think that he cuts into Evan Ingram's uh, snaps. I think it's going to be close to a 50-50 split. So uh, Kyle Rudolph is my breakout player light. I'm sticking with my guy, man, Darius Slayton. Now, might not seem like a breakout, but he's averaged a little over 750 yards, I believe, the last two seasons. I think that he's going to get close to 1,000 yards as Danny passes for over 4,000 yards this year. I think Darius Slayton's going to be one of those beneficiaries. Give me Darius Slayton breakout over 1,000 yards this year. A lot of Giants fans have been wanting Michael Gallup. Hey, let's see what uh, Darius Slayton can do. Both Michael Gallup and Darius Slayton have similar receiving numbers through the first two years of their career, by the way. So, Murph, I'm going to throw it yep. to you for a second, or Bren, why I looked that up. If uh, if Slayton could could do Michael Gallup numbers consistently, yeah, that would be uh, that'd be great. I'm just a little unsure. 
sure. You know, last kind of uh, a little disappointing. We had uh, some pretty high expectations for him coming in a year or two, and he just couldn't put it together. I think he was hurt, but uh, we'll see. Well, since you're on here, who do you think's the bottom of the depth chart for the wide receivers? We did that last week. I'm just curious to see how many do you th- how many wide receivers do you think we carry, and who are they? I think they're probably going to go with five or six, um, depending on who the if they go five, who the extra tight end is. Um, I I, I want to say that it's going to be John Ross, but I mean he. He's got to get on the field first. Um, I'd like I'd like a bigger body guy too. I, like I would I wouldn't even be opposed to like going out and finding another guy that's like going to shake free. Or... Yeah, I mean we haven't we haven't gotten to that part. We're going but... to practice with the Patriots. You know, like how how interested are they getting rid of the kill Harry? You know, like I'd I'd be interested in taking the player on that. You know. So I went back and I looked at their career numbers per game. So Michael Gallup is averaging 3.4 receptions per game, Darius Slayton 3.3. Michael Gallup is averaging 53.4 yards per game, Darius Slayton 49.7. Darius Slayton, uh, I mean, Michael Gallup, 0.3 touchdowns per game, Darius Slayton 0.4. So career numbers per game, pretty close. But we do know Michael Gallup had the 1,100 yards receiving in 2019, though, so. Thank you for that, Mitch. Appreciate that. No problem. Appreciate that. Uh, I like it when you, uh, you know, appreciate the hard work that I put into the podcast. Tino has abandoned us at this point, but let's move on to the big signing. There were a couple signings in the NFC East this week. Eagles fans are losing their shit over signing Nelson. A lot of them had now said that the Eagles got the best secondary in the NFC East. The Dallas Cowboys also signed the Malik Hooker to a deal as well to play safety for him. So how are we feeling? Are we scared about the uh, Philadelphia Eagles signing Nelson and uh, Eagles fans suddenly thinking that they got the best secondary in the uh, NFC East? No. Actually, that signing makes me want them – to land Deshaun Watson even more because they just continue to get older. Um, they don't have any capital. But as far as Nelson goes, man, Nelson's a slot corner. They still don't have an outside guy for the other side. Don't tell Eagles fans that. They don't have an outside guy in general. That's what, yeah, they don't. Well, LeBlanc, no, LeBlanc signed with um, the, no, that's uh, just a troll on Darius. the Dolphins. Fuck. But, uh, no, dude. I mean, still the worst. Still worse than the, the Cowboys, no? I will say, though, Malik Hooker is a nice signing for the Cowboys. I, I, yeah, yeah, the, yeah that's Malik Hooker to the Cowboys is, is more worrisome than Nelson. Yeah, Hooker is absolute I agree. He's a monster. But, obviously, there's a lot of injury concern there. So, you know, but for them, if it works out, it'll definitely help them. I mean, he's, he, he's, he's good. When yeah, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but the Cowboys defense – you know, we, we we used to say that the Cowboys defense wasn't that good. It's starting to shape up a little bit, honestly. I mean, with Diggs, uh, Malik Hooker, who else? They, they got another safety this they, year. I mean, they got Parsons. They, they also signed uh, Parsons. They drafted. also got Keanu Neal. Who they Alvin Joseph is a nice young young cornerback they drafted. Yeah, you were talking yeah. about him the other day, Joseph. Yep. Joseph, who they drafted. So he'll probably play outside as well. Um, I think they also signed another safety. Uh, 
Is it Kazee? Demonte Kazi? Did they just pick up everyone from the Falcons? Because from yeah, he's from the Falcons. Yeah. As well. yeah. All right. And then they got they got Neil playing linebacker. Yeah. And they drafted Which... Jabril Cox. Man, I mean, look, everybody shit all over my rankings on Twitter today on on what we we're gonna win and lose this year. Obviously, y'all know I have the Cowboys sweeping us. The Cowboys aren't gonna be a, a slouch. I mean, they're gonna uh, be good. They're gonna be good. I mean, I, honestly, hearing that defense, it's pretty damn good. I, I mean, didn't want to hear it. Let's just put it that way. The biggest question mark is going to be whether or not Demarcus Lawrence can return to form. Because oh, you, Randy like, Gregory, dude, they still fucking have Randy Gregory. I mean, they, yeah, but they play football. Yo, but I do feel like everyone on that defense has like a gigantic question mark. So the issue with them is like, if even if it's three fourths of them, it, like it depends where it hits them. Like I think like as much as they've got these names, it, it could bottom out big time. Like it's like them rely. Like even Vanderisk is dealing with like injuries already like you know what i mean they have so uh, many guys that are like the problem since he came into the league He's so got it's that. like got a neck issue keanu neal's been hurt at the start of every season each of the last like three years like he's literally played like two games so like he's great too but like when does he fall like it's a matter of when because these guys get hurt so much so yeah i don't know i don't know i think they'll be good but like a lot of these guys are held up by band-aids right now people so, are making their defense out to be real bad and that is not the case I mean, in my opinion, the difference between the Cowboys' defense and the Eagles' defense is night and day. Oh, yeah. The Eagles got Cox. That's it. Fletcher Cox. Bro, Fletcher Cox last year was exhausted. That's a good point that you brought up, Murph. So, I'm going to go through the Cowboys' defense real quick. So, Demarcus Lawrence, Carlos Watkins, who they signed from Houston. They got Tristan Hill, uh, Neville Gallimore, Randy Gregory, uh, Micah Parsons, Jalen Smith still, who's another one we, you know, didn't really talk about. Kelvin Joseph, uh, Reggie Robinson, to, uh, Dallas has a free safety here. Donovan Wilson, another good, pretty, pretty good safety. Trevon Diggs, Jordan Lewis. Um, and then, I mean, just back the, backing up, uh, Chauncey Golden, Leighton Vanderesh, Keanu Neal. I'll tell you what, they actually got some depth, too. Anthony Brown. They have their all their old starters as depth now. Yeah, Jabril Cox is Lewis, Darren Thompson on the bench. Garbage. Not bad. Um, so now here's the Eagles. Derek Bournette, uh, Javon Hargrave, uh, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. It's an old group there, but uh, Fletcher Cox is still pretty productive. They got Jannard Avery. TJ Edwards and Alex Singleton at linebacker. Steven Nelson at cornerback. Marcus Epps at free safety. Anthony Harris, Darius Slay, and Avante Maddox as at nickel. They yeah, also Ronnie signed McLeod too. They also signed uh Ryan Kerrigan. Yeah, so they're right. doing that 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 <laughs> weird reloading rebuild thing. And it's not after Kayvon Wallace. Yeah, I'm not that worried about their uh, about their defense. Cowboys looks uh, a little more formidable than the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think the Eagles' defense is definitely the worst of the four. Uh, and their second, they're, like these fans are saying that their secondary is not the best. It's probably the fourth best in the, in the division. It, it's awful. Yeah, I agree. I'm not worried about the Eagles. And on offense, they don't scare me either. 
They have 18 running backs. Um, what happened recently with the Eagles? One of them was saying that they uh, – who was it that won it out because of Chad – or it, there was a report that came out that the Eagles don't like uh, – the players don't like Chad Sirianni, was it, Murph? It's, yeah, there's something about him just uh, – it just didn't really sound team. like they were buying into his shit. Yeah. And just so, like we said – but again, we know what we know what Chad Sirianni. Did you call him Chad Sirianni? Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I love that people are starting to call him that. Um, but we know that. I mean, we know that. I I kind of actually feel bad for the guy, but I don't at all. Fuck Wait, him. what's um, his name? What's his actual name? No, I can't. Nick, Nick Sirianni. Nick. Why did I think he's, he was like a Chuck? Now because he's a janitor. He's almost been calling him Chad forever. Yeah, because he's so Chad-like in his in his opening press conference. He, he looked like the opposite of a Chad to me. He's Phil like, Rivers' tap, towel boy, bro. But I, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't get the Philly stuff. I'm not. There's a report that I mean, the, the Eagles players there just aren't buying into it. They're not buying into him. I mean, they're going to be a shit show. So I'm really not worried about the Eagles. I mean, honestly, right now, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but. The battle for first in the NFC East is going to be a three-way race between us, the Cowboys, and the Redskins. Um, I think the Cowboys are better loaded both on offense and defense. Uh, Washington Redskins might have – their front four is so sick, dude. I think I want to give them the advantage over us. But our secondary is so much better. But if you could generate a pass rush – that does so much for defense. I'm going to say Washington probably has the best defense in our division right now, followed by the Giants, Cowboys, and then Eagles. So I'm actually going to go out and go out on a limb here and just be anti-Washington for the rest of the offseason uh, into the season. So whenever you guys talk about them, just know I will think of them lower than all of you guys. So everyone <laughs> keeps telling me they're going to win the division. Fuck them. Everyone keeps telling them. me their defense is better than ours. I compliment their front four. I'm done. You know what? I'm done. I've had it up to here. Fuck the football team, dude. I've been telling y'all. Not worried about them. Four and all the last two years. Until they prove it to me, they could suck my ass. We'll see them in week two. Until that point, until that point, anti Washington, they ain't winning a goddamn thing this year. I'll take Dallas, though. That's fine. Dallas will compete with us, but I'm tired of complimenting Washington. I've heard it for three months. I've heard it for three straight months. Like, I can't do it. I can't do it August, and it's going to happen. Their biggest question mark is that quarterback. I can't do it. Yeah. I'm I'm way I fear the Cowboys way more. I don't care. Yeah, I'm not worried about me. Washington. I, I we can stop Washington's offense. I don't care who they're plugging off and quarterback. Dak is gonna give us a hell of a fucking game. You know it. Does every time. I fear Dallas a lot more. We also broke his fucking ankle. So well, we, he's not we gonna be happy up, when we play him. <laughs> we also match up better against Dallas, so I'll say that. But Cowboys, man, I mean, again, last year Dak was on a fucking roll. On a roll. I was good with that. Oh, man. Talking about the season. I'm just Offense. getting fucking excited. I know. I'm getting amped. I'm ready to go to war, dude. Brian, what about you? How do you see this division playing out? Uh, I, I agree. It's it's a, a three-way race um, between the Washington football team and, and Dallas and us. Um, I, I had a Washington football fan telling me today that they're going to win 10 games. Because, uh, Fitzpatrick's going to win 10 games for them. Uh, and I was like, is he even going to play in 10 games? Like this guy, this guy, like he, they, they have too many questions with that quarterback position. I mean, 
obviously we have we have some of our own issues to, to sort out, but um, our secondary is going to feast on Fitzpatrick. Um, so I'm not really worried about them. Uh, yeah, and that's why Dallas, trade for Deshaun Watson makes the most sense for a team like Washington. They pretty much have everything else in place. Yeah, and they could kind of afford to get rid of the capital too, you know. Yep. So, but hopefully uh, it's more like a team like Philly. So I got a question for you all because I can't find it. Maybe y'all can help me this, out with this. Name some Norv Turner quarterbacks. Obviously. Phillip. Philip who? Rivers. 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 Infamously. Right. He, that is like. So Philip Rivers. That was the most recent. And then I guess. He went to was, Indy after that, right? Or wasn't Nor- I thought he was with Rivera in Carolina. Okay, that's where he went. Yes. So he had Cam. Yeah. Who else did they have besides Cam? Who was before Cam? Well, he would have Teddy too. Teddy, unless he's not, he wasn't there for that. But so North Turner was with the Washington Redskins from '94 to 2000. And what was he? The head coach. Damn, really? And he didn't have he didn't try try 15 quarterbacks when he was there. Probably the reason I'm asking is I just don't. At least in, in previous years, obviously with Cam. And Bridgewater and who was before Cam? I don't even know. Jake Delhomme? No. no, there was somebody in the middle there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, he was he was only back in I gotta hear the Panthers. He was 2018 before that. Clawson was after Jake Delhomme. Clawson. <laughs> no, but I don't think no. But it wasn't Clawson. He, he didn't started <laughs> only for a little bit though. It wasn't. But he wasn't directly before Cam. I else. guess what I'm saying, and, and I don't really have too much facts to back this up, but. It always seems like a Norb Turner quarterback is a game manager, not a gun, not a game manning quarterback, not a gun slinging quarterback. Well, I'm looking at the quarterback starting the '80s or the '90s rather, because go last ten years, Mish. So he had Heath Schuler, he had Trent Green, and Gus Farratt in Washington. I'm trying to go through this year by year, but a bunch of game engine quarterbacks, man. He was, with, o- he was with Oakland for two years too. Fourteen to sixteen, he was in Minnesota, so that's got to be Brad Johnson, Kirk. Was Kirk there? I think so. Yeah, I think that's Kirk. Let's see. That's Cousins. And then in Not 19, yeah, so he had Brad Johnson, Trent Green, Heath Schuler, and who was the other one? I said. Just for Rob was one. So did you say he had cousins, Brent? No. He was in Minnesota to 16. I don't think he had cousins. So he had like Bradford or Bridgewater. I guess what I'm trying to say is I feel like every quarterback in North Turner. Yeah, Kerry Collins and Rich Gannon. Talk about interrupting people, man. Well, because you asked a question, I'm providing the answer. Kerry Collins and Rich Gannon, even better for my argument. Perfect. A bunch of game managing quarterbacks. The Redskins don't come out and pop you also, the, no, I'm just kidding. Pop off the screen to me and say they want to sling the rock. Fitz is gonna fucking sling the rock. He's not gonna game manage. I don't think he fits. I really don't. I think Tyler Henneke comes in quicker than we think. I think they're gonna want to pound the ball, and Fitz takes that away from them because he slings it downfield. It just it doesn't give me a Fitz vibe. 
high octane passing offense, maybe, but Fitz doesn't fit there. So he was a coordinator with Dallas from 91 to 93. Then he was a head coach of the Washington Redskins from 94 to 2000. It doesn't matter anymore. Offensive coordinator, San Diego, 2001. Offensive coordinator, Miami, 2002-2003. Head coach of Oakland from 2004-2005. Offensive coordinator for San Francisco, 2006. Head coach for San Diego, 2007-2012. to Offensive coordinator for Cleveland, 2013. Offensive coordinator for Minnesota, 2014 to 2016. And the Carolina offensive coordinator from 2018 and 2019. This guy hasn't been without a job in, what, the last 100 years? All right. So, Giants start training camp tomorrow. So, we will certainly be back next week with some news from training camp, hopefully. Tino, enjoy your birthday, Tino. Thank you, Mish. Please. Drink responsibly, party responsibly. Uh, make sure I'm you wrap drink up. EBRs for uh, Brendan. Yeah, absolutely. And not go to a bull riding contest. <laughs> well, it depends what type of party you end up in. You might find yourself on a mechanical bull, so. Or some other types of bulls, but. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap up this episode of Clapback Sports. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Peace and love, everyone.